Welcome to the Green Heart Living Podcast with your host, Elizabeth Hill. I am thrilled to be talking with Mary Campbell, and this will be for our our podcast as well as for our Soul Discovery Summit. And we have a very hot topic to be talking about on a Monday morning. <laughs> it's start, starting the week off to a good start, I think, uh, where we are talking about no more making do in the bedroom and in life. And so what I want to do is just do a little introduction um, to um, who Mary is and the, the work that you do. Um, I know I've gotten to meet you because we have been working on your book around pleasure, the pleasure playbook, and um, you have authored a chapter in Be the Beacon with us, And uh, but you've been doing this work for a long time, where you are a, a women's empowerment and intimacy coach, you're an ordained interspiritual inter minister, a counselor, wedding officiant, and educator, uh, and your presence is around divining beauty dot com right that's correct so yeah, yeah. so um what brought you to this work i'm curious oh. mary well i um i have uh, i have children i'm in my 60s i've had a long life um i was a pretty shut down sexually person i um you know, I had excitement, but I just, I didn't know how to handle that. And, um, and I got pretty shut down in my marriage and with kids and pregnancies and all of that, as I'm sure you understand. Uh, and I it's do. Natural, <laughs> but I really couldn't find a way to bring it back. And I was in my mid forties. I did a vision quest in Utah where my body woke up in a way that I didn't know what to make of it. It might've been a Kundalini awakening or something. Um, but at the end of that vision quest, I knew I wanted to help women say yes and say no, because I really couldn't do either one very well. <laughs> and I was, I had just been sort of living in this lovely life, but not really taking agency for it. So I, that fall, we started to explore Tantra because I wanted to understand what was going on with my body. Um, and I had made love to nature to the moon and the stars and the mud and the sand and, and the trees and in that canyon in Utah. And stuff was wakening up in me and I didn't know quite what to do with it. So we studied, my husband and I explored a lot of different ways of, of waking up in the body. Um, and, and I deepened in my understanding of who I was as a being, which I really, I wasn't so sure about. I mean, I knew who I had been, but I didn't know who I was. So that work led me to so much exploration to seminary, uh, to because I've always felt this deep connection. And I really think that's what spirituality is, is connection. And I had I didn't really have a connection to myself in the mm. deepest way that I think I needed to be. I was pretty connected to nature, pretty connected to other people. But that was a piece. And I watched myself over years and years and years, accommodating, making do. I was such a people pleaser. I could do it so well. You know, I, I just knew how to do all that, but I was not so connected to myself. So that's been the work I've done. I've done now 13 years of deep uh, spiritual psychological work with an amazing teacher, Miranda McPherson, and just deepened that understanding for myself. And I've gotten to the place where 
oh gosh, you know, am I going to keep hiding my light under the bushel forever? Um, (laughs) It was so good to do my work with you and writing the chapter in that book, because it was really understanding how the masculine and feminine energies work. That's Qigong practice. That's learning that I've done that I could bring back and share. And I've always been so worried that it wasn't good enough, you know, that I didn't know enough. but over the last 10 years, I've been coaching individually with people, you know, women who really want to just live a bigger life, but also, you know, men and, and couples around finding really what blocks love, helping to just release so that they're more in alignment with the love that they are, because that's who we are. So that's sort of a little bit of how I've gotten to where I've gotten. And I I love how you talk because it sounds, I think a lot of people put sexuality in this, like they compartmentalize it, right? Or it's like something outside of themselves or separate from other parts of their life. And the way you talk about it, it's very, you can actually access so much discovery, so much self-understanding, so Mm -hmm. much um, access to divinity and the sacred through that as well and and so that's so beautiful that you're weaving all of these things together when you're working with people well i think you have to you know i've done a lot of you know getting the right sex toys and making sure you have the right positions i mean i've you know i've studied a lot of the that. science <laughs> it's very interesting and studied the way the body works and the way our erectile tissues work and, and that's really essential as well as how the body changes you know, as we grow older and the way to um, maximize the pleasure, even though we don't have the same libido we had when we were 32, you know, things are different, things are going to change, but you can still have the same fire, you just mm-hmm. might not have the same spark, you have to work with that spark a little bit. So I have learned so much over this time, but bringing all that together with knowing yourself, with mm-hmm. relaxing the places in ourselves that block love, the places that... Um, we've learned as a child to keep us safe. And that worked for a while. It's like having um, a coat you put on at a certain age and then you grow and the coat gets tighter and it doesn't really work so well, but we keep it because it's so comfortable and it feels good. (laughs) We know how, we know how we look in it. So I think the big work is really learning how to let go of some of those constrictions I talk about relaxing the ego. It's not about annihilating it. It's not about that. It's just letting it relax a little bit, letting it know it's safe now where it wasn't safe as a child. So this has been the powerful shift in me instead of trying to make everybody else conform to what I need, which was Mm. sort of a nice ideal situation. (laughs) It doesn't work so well. (laughs) Yourselves out, folks. (laughs) No, the only one we really have control over is us. But I say it's not about fixing ourselves. It's really not, that's not the deal here because we don't, we're not broken. We do, I, there's some great Yiddish expression. Um, let's see, you're not broken, but you could use a little work. And I, love, <laughs> I love that sort of expression because it, it says, says that there are parts of us that just can relax. And if we just looked at that and not like having to fix and change and, you know, So a lot of my work is helping us be compassionate with ourselves, helping us recognize where we are and then allow the pleasure that's just a part of living in a body. I mean, we can't help it. We have five senses. We live in this, what we think is probably the the only planet in the universe that's like ours. 
or that we know of at this point, that has so much beauty, you know, tastes and touch and smell and all of that. We just are mostly oblivious to it because we're so busy thinking, so busy doing, so busy putting out. That's that masculine energy that's great. It gets things done in the world, but it doesn't give us the pleasure that we need. So learning to intermingle, alivening the senses, bringing us back to what feels so good in the body with letting go of what blocks feeling everything, including the difficulties, you know, including the things that are hard. If we don't abandon the body, if we don't go off into our head and try to fix things, if we stay right here and are held in a kind of safe space, which we learn to do, then we can relax into being the beings that we're meant to be enjoying life, this amazing life. So long way, long answer, but <laughs> it's a perfect answer. And I, I know in, um, we're talking about how to stop making do in the bedroom and also in other areas in life. So I'm curious how, where you see this show up yeah. that is not just receiving pleasure in a sexual way, but in other areas, where does that, how does that impact people's whole lives? Yeah. So I think we have this story about who we are and who other people are. And we sort of make that story fit into wherever we are. I mean, this, the characters change a little bit, but we have a story that we've created as a child that sort of holds us prisoner. So accommodating, making do, you know, just trying to make it work for everybody else is a, a um, I talk about it as my idealized self-image. Like I was the good one, I was the kind one, I was the generous one. I could just do whatever and anybody needed. And it's partly true. That, that is the origin of our hearts to be in that full loving place. But it can get twisted when I learned early on that that was the way I could stay safe. So I did that, that kind of accommodating and, and making do in situations that didn't really work very well for anybody. Mm -hmm. instead of bringing myself forward. I didn't know how to do it when I tried to do it. It didn't work out so well. People weren't so happy with it. They liked my nice, nice people pleasing person. Uh, and so I really had to make a shift out of identifying with that as who I was to realizing that that was a strategy. So for most of us, that's a strategy. If we use it, we, we're afraid of the conflict that'll result or we're afraid that, of what we think will be conflict. But what I found is there are ways to bring that coming from the truth of ourselves instead of sort of putting that on somebody else. We do that in frustration. Mm -hmm. And really the pattern for anybody who is an accommodator and a making mm -hmm. doer is that eventually we get really frustrated and everything blows up. We blow it up or there's a situation we can't deal with it anymore. It, this does not work so well, I have to say. So in life, so many of us stay in jobs too long, stay in situations with friends that don't serve us anymore, um, stay in habits. We're making do with ourselves. We stay in habits that aren't really that helpful, but they kind of feel good and they're comfortable. So in our lives, there are all these ways that I'm bringing this in the bedroom because in the bedroom is the place where we find our most intimate connection to our, to ourselves. It feels like we're with another person, but we're also like our mind and body are blown open. And that kind of connection is what we long for. 
We've just created strategies that we think are going to get us there that don't get us there. It's unfortunate. And I love, so I love that you do this work because it's so hard to make a change like that, to try to start stepping out on your own. Of course, we're going to want to stay with what feels safe, even though, you know, I've coached hundreds of people. We, we want to stay safe at, by doing the things that have worked enough for us before to get by and be accepted in our jobs and our life and our relationships. You don't want to rock the boat. And it does take sometimes this support from somebody else to remind you who you are there you know you're not coming in you know saying you need to do these things or act a certain way just you're helping people remember who they are or for the first time get in touch with what they really want what they really desire right that they are enough right yeah who we are isn't our roles it's not Mm. things that we do in the world you know, I'm a mother, I'm a homemaker, I'm a business person, I'm a, we have those roles and we begin to think that those roles are us. That's um, not been very helpful because we lose touch with who we are. I was Mm -hmm. so like that with three kids and a very big husband life kind of place. I was just trying to manage the whole thing. I'd really forgotten myself until I did that vision quest. I was away for two weeks. My youngest was in first grade. I just had not left in a long time. And I really didn't know who I was outside of all of that. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing what I discovered and totally, <laughs> yeah. totally terrifying. Who, who is this? Like kind of the soccer mom all discovers, you know, just blown <laughs> apart. So that was almost 20 years ago. It'll be 20 years ago in September. So it feels super important that I'm just bringing all of this back into a place where where I can help people you know one-on-one is expensive Um, it takes quite a commitment Um, so what I want to offer is a three-month program that will just help people reorient with seven other people so I'm doing this first one super small it will be a big deal you know next year probably Um, so it'll catch fire and I'm sure it will. But right now I've just made the price so affordable because I want eight women who really want to go here, who really are curious about where they can go, where they can go within themselves, curious about looking at those patterns that don't work anymore, Mm -hmm. uh, finding a real peace within ourselves and a real vitality, because I think we're looking for both. We're tired of the dramas and the fights and all that stuff. And we're looking for peace out there, but the peace is in here. So this is where body, mind, spirit, psyche, it all comes together. And without, I, it doesn't work. And you show me the, the way that the program is rolling out and the different topics for each week. And I, what I really love with it is this, listen, this can be very confronting work, obviously. People might be afraid to go into it, but the way that you have laid it out it feels very natural a very feminine flow not pushing like some of us might have been in coaching programs where there was a push to do and and you know it it push yourself beyond and this seems to flow really nicely to honor their experience and help people be where they are and I love that you weave in some energy work as well in there too absolutely because we're energy 
you know, thoughts are energy, body is energy, the earth is energy. Using, I've been teaching and working with Qigong practices for so long, between using that, learning to how to work with energy in your body, it's vital. So I'll give practices every week and do a little video to just, so people can have an introduction to each week's work. And there's some journaling and some home play, I call it. Um, with <laughs> so yourself fun. or with a partner very easy um non-confronting in that way but very very helpful to work us step by step into a place where we really feel much freer to mm. express our own desires our own pleasures and also freer to bring up other uh, possibilities in our lives open up to more mm. And what lovely timing. I mean, so we are, for most of us, at least in, in our, you know, we're in the Northeast, it's a cold time. It's an inside time. This is a great time to dive into that, help us get through <laughs> the rest of the cold of winter and then moving into spring and opening up. What a yeah, lovely. Exactly it. I wanted to start now because I, I think of things in seasons. And this is uh, the Celtic season of Imbolc is happening right now, which is just like spring is starting to waken up and in the celtic calendar the spring equinox happens right in the middle of the season so that season ends at may day which mm -hmm. is beltane which is the classic sort of sexual awakening up of the earth <laughs> so we experience that as well so we'll have a celebration at the end just loving our bodies loving life loving our environment loving nature and kind of reveling in who we can be in a bigger way well, this sounds a wonderful lineup. Thank you for creating this and making it available for people um, and doing this work yourself so that you could share um, that, that growth and that path for folks. What is the way that they access it? I'll put the links down below this too. What is the, I know divinebeauty.com is your website. Is it that way? It's under programming or programs okay. there. Yeah, and it's easy to find. You know, Divining Beauty, I chose that name almost 10 years ago because I believe we all have this innate beauty in us and divining it like a divining rod that finds the water beneath the earth. It just, there's having access to all of that love and beauty and delight that life can give us is what I'm all about. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today, Mary. I'm so grateful for you. So delighted. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I'm just, I'm happy to be able to talk about it. And I love the work you're doing. I love how you're really bringing women's spark to the world. So thank you. Thank you. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. To find out more about Green Heart Living, visit us on our website at www.greenheartliving.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash greenheartliving.